Welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. I have been wanting to, for some time, record a handful of episodes just to give a snapshot of some of my encounters with the spiritual realm, because it is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and it's a subject that's kind of either, as I mentioned in previous episodes, that churches in large have either erased from approved subjects to speak about, or they go the opposite direction and they go to... uh, an extreme of talking about it or dwelling upon the spiritual realm. I would like to have just kind of a middle of the road. At least it's something that could be safely brought up on the table and discussed. That's why I've been bringing people in to relay their encounters with the spiritual realm. Because at least if it's out on the table, other people might have experienced something very similar. And it's in those similarities a lot of times that we can we can kind of identify what we're dealing with. I'm going to break this into a few episodes, a handful of episodes. And the first couple that I'm going to give are from a quite some time ago. If you're young, this is going to seem like ages ago. If you're my age, it sometimes seems like yesterday. So the first one would be back in probably about 1980. I was about 11 years old. And it, it may have been around the time I gave my life to Jesus, because I, I did give my life to Jesus at the age of 11. And I never realized until now that those two kind of coincided. And so I was young, I was 11, and I got up in the middle of the night to go down or go upstairs and get something from the kitchen, and the house was dark, and my bedroom, uh, I believe at the time, was upstairs, so the house was pitch black. This is the middle of the night, it's it's probably early morning, something like that. And I walked around, the, the, the I came uh, uh, down the stairs, and, and we kinda, I kind of jogged to the left and then to the right, and I would be in the kitchen. So as I stepped around the corner into the kitchen, I was reaching for the light, you know, kind of like reaching behind me, like when you're in a really familiar place and you know where everything is and you, you'll you go ahead and you can step into a room and you're, you're catching the light on your way past, like you're kind of already past the light switch, but you reach back and grab it. And as I stepped around the corner of into the kitchen, it was a real small kitchen. It wasn't any bigger than maybe 10 by 15 feet. So it was a very compact kitchen in a house built in the 70s. And as I rounded the corner... Just a couple feet in front of me was this lit up uh, young girl who was a couple years younger than me, or she appeared to be. She was in full color, and she looked like, uh, at the time I didn't know what that was, but now if I look back, she looks like a hologram. So it was pitch black. I never did turn the light on in the kitchen. She was just there in the dark, but it was very bright, like she generated light. And she was wearing a dress. I remember she was wearing a dress. She had brown hair. It was a little white girl. So she would have been about nine years old, eight or nine, something like that. And and she had been looking up at, uh, there was a door that she was looking at right as you came around the corner of the kitchen. The water heater was stuck in a small closet uh, right as you entered the kitchen. And she was she was standing there looking at that door. And there's a calendar. That's where we hung the calendar when I was a kid growing up. The calendar hung on that door. And so I I came to a sudden stop just a couple feet from her because she was just inside the kitchen. And then she looked over at me, like I stopped. It seemed like forever, but it was probably a second or two at the most. And she looked over at me with no expression on her face. And then she stepped into the water heater door, and she vanished as she did. And there was nothing scary about her, and I stood in the kitchen with no light on. I did not turn that light on for at least another minute or two, because I kind of just stood there frozen, because I didn't know, I didn't know how to make sense of what I had just seen. And I've never seen something like that again. So after that, I spent weeks riding my bike to the county property records office. Because at that point in my life, I just associated that with being a ghost. 
And so I, I got on my BMX bike and I rode it down to the county property records because I wanted to find out if there was something. When you live inside the where you're looking for a ghost, you know, the, the traditional way of, is something's different about the property. There's something that happened there or something like that. I don't I can't say I necessarily agree with that. But at the age of 11, that was the context of my understanding. So I would ride down to the county property records every day. I started pulling up the records on uh, the house that I grew up in, the land, and I went back as far as I could in the county records. And I spent weeks doing that, so much so that it definitely caught the attention of the ladies in the office, and, and they just kind of expected me to show up. It was just a office full of files, like rows and rows of files, and they pretty much let me just work everywhere, like walk back behind the counter and go through the aisles, because I was 11. I was a really small kid. It probably looked quite comical. And then I, after weeks of looking, I found nothing of consequence, except that there used to be a water well in the front yard, like 100 years before we had lived there. Back before the house was built, back when it was just a piece of land, there was a water well in the front yard. And I finally understood why there was a big depression in the front yard that a birch tree sat in. And, and so at least I understood why that was there. I never did find anything significant about the property. Nothing, no record of violence or something like that taking place there. And I still don't know what to make of that young girl that I saw. A second one, if I fast forward just a little bit, maybe to about 1987, he was in the basement of the same house. I had moved, my older sister had moved out. And so I'm, I moved from an upstairs bedroom down to hers in the in the basement. The basement had one bedroom and kind of a big living area. It was a tri-level house, if you have any familiar familiarity with it. They don't really build them anymore. And I had brought, I was in college at the time I had just started, and I brought a new kid that I'd met over to the house. And I was a local, so I tried to help kids that were coming from other places to feel like they were more local and kind of help them break into the culture and become familiar with stuff or things that were going on, and, and I'll just call him Steve. So again, my bedroom's in the basement and, and that second living area. So we went down to the basement, and and we were just sitting in that living area. We sat down, and we were just chewing the fat. You know, we're just 17, 18-year-old dudes, just started college kind of, and, you know, hanging out. He's just excited because he's met a local guy who knows where everything is, knows kind of things to go do, I'm very familiar with all the 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 places around, all the mountains around. And Steve was was by no means a godly young man. In fact, Steve was pretty much the opposite of a godly young man back then. It was a little weird that he wound up, he and I wound up becoming kind of, uh, that we even passed. We were quite different. So he was sitting on the couch in the basement. And then a couple minutes later, he started getting real antsy. And he said he couldn't stay. And then he just got up. Like, it was the most awkward thing. Like, we hadn't known each other very long. Like, we were just kind of getting to know each other. I mean, he just got up off the couch and he walked outside. Like, went upstairs, went straight outside. And it was the weirdest thing because he'd only been in the house for a few minutes. And he said, so I went up and I found him. I went outside and I asked him what was going on. And he said that there was something that made him feel really nervous. And so he said it was like something bothering his soul, if he had actually believed in his soul which he didn't, but that's the way he described it. And and based on his lifestyle, I just kind of figured that maybe God was sending me a message that this needed to be a short-lived friendship. And then I moved on from that. So that'll wrap this one up. That's just a couple of older ones. I'm going to get to some newer stuff or more recent stuff 
in the next episode or two. And, and these will be short, so I'll upload them more frequently. And I will catch you on the next one.